It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Vegas falls 4-3 in overtime to the Philadelphia Flyers. Vegas now 13-3-2, 28 points on the year. And to help us break this one down, we go back up to the radio booth, bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And you know what, Dan? Uh, you look at this game, and it's one of those situations where if you are chasing the game as much as the Golden Knights have over the last three three outings, eventually it's going to catch up with you. It did in Washington. It didn't in Montreal. It does again tonight. Yeah, they seem to be in a position where they generate a lot early and don't capitalize. The opposing team takes advantage. There's a little bit of frustration. Eventually they break through, you know, but how much have they expended? And, you know, then you get to a point in the game where they tie it 2-2, and then, what, 25 seconds after they tie it, they give the lead right back. That's what happened against Montreal two days ago. They tie it again. Then you have the whole third period with nobody scoring, and while the Knights did get one power play goal today, just, um, you know, sometimes they have looked more dynamic and more dangerous, and Bruce Cassidy talked about the diamond penalty kill that Montreal had, and the Knights obviously solved it to the tune of three power play goals to win the game two days ago. Today, diamond penalty kill, similar for the Flyers, but they had, I think, as Gary pointed out, pretty good pre-scout on some of the things and tendencies that the Knights try to do. There was just nothing at the sides of the net for Carlson or for Stone, where the Knights often try to attack. There are those looks from the perimeter, and obviously you get uh, the one, but there were other opportunities you just felt like I mean, five on three is different than, you know, four on, or excuse me, five on four anyway. So it's yeah. it's kind of like, all right, they score the five on three goal. And, you know, it's almost like the Flyers knew they were going to be shorthanded for a long time there at the end of the second period. You felt like, you know, you want to be greedy. Like they got three power play goals last game. Yeah. You have an extended five on three. You got to get at least one or two. They only got one. And then they get another power play early in the third and they can't convert. So, you know, again, they have been good. They have the talent. They, you want to be greedy. Like some teams, you know, obviously the Oilers come to mind, but some teams make it a habit of scoring two power play goals a game. Yeah. Why can't the Knights be one of those teams? It just feels like they break through, and then the next game they, they just aren't quite as good. They got one today. They got another uh, good look shorthanded that they couldn't convert on. And frankly, there were some close calls today that you figured they could have buried uh, but didn't, notably the one in overtime uh, that uh, just missed from Jack. Yeah, Jack Eichel off the post. You had a, a shorthanded opportunity from William Carlson late in the third period too where, you know, you, you get Carter Hart. He makes a great save. Like, you got to give a, a tip of the cap there. But, you know, for the Golden Knights, I, I think that it's just building in that consistency from game to game when it comes to the power play because, as you mentioned, they were moving the puck around well on Thursday. They were able to kind of find some plays – that, that really looked dangerous, and outside of Jonathan Marchessault's shot with the two-man advantage, it, it wasn't as dangerous as you'd like it to be. It didn't put Philadelphia on their heels as much as you'd like it to. Yeah, you know, I remember hearing and agreeing with Zach Whitecloud's assessment about one of the reasons for Vegas's success is patience. They have trust in themselves that they can come back and not to abandon the structure or the system or the approach or the game plan if they stick to it, then mm-hmm. because they're better, they will find their way in most games. But there are times that I wonder if perhaps patience 
leads to a lack of urgency. That doesn't yeah. mean you have to abandon things or change your approach or your mindset, but it's almost like, okay, put the, the, the gas pedal a little bit further down and remind the opposing team that you are the defending Stanley Cup champions. And they're sometimes just a little bit too impatient in making decisions. You've talked about this repeatedly, Ryan, where mm-hmm. you, you want to see a decision-making just a little bit faster and and make those passes and finish it. And it just seems sometimes, you know, the the patience and the the desire to make the right play, because they know they often do make the right play, kind of takes away that urgency. And, you know, when you take away your own urgency, it it allows the opposing team to readjust and recalibrate. And I think a couple of times that has hurt the team. This this felt like a game that the Knights should have won. Uh, And I say that, you know, having... Five-minute power play for the Flyers. Once the Knights kill off that five-minute power play, then it seems to me Vegas needs to win the game. And they got a point out of it, but, um, you know, you give up two power play goals early, which is something they normally don't do. Then you have the big kill. It just felt, uh, given that, there should have been enough firepower for the Knights to you know, take over this game, and uh, just didn't happen. Yeah, and especially when you consider right after killing off that five-minute major, Jonathan Marcheseau scores to make it a 2-2 game. But as you mentioned, right, kind right. of the momentum swings in this one, the Flyers answer right back again. Mm-hmm. you got to give them credit there. Um, Jonathan Marcheseau when he's mad. Like, Jonathan Marcheseau when he is angry is a different player. You've known him a long time. Why? He, um, that's a great question. He, uh... <laughs> He is as stubborn as they come, and he is he is as righteous as they come, and you know, um, indignant as they come. When there uh, is a wrong, it must be righted in his mind. Yes, and that doesn't mean he's totally objective, right? It's, you know, what's right from from the Golden Knights' point of view might be different than uh, you know what uh, the facts are in reality. But you get the idea. When when he thinks something has been done unfairly. He just gets fired up, um, as I say. He is coming from that school of Patrick Waugh, having been coached by him as junior player and undersized and undrafted and all of that. Um, you, you have to have that jam. You have to have that fire. And I enjoy seeing it in uh, a way that is slightly more channeled. I don't want to say he's lost it in any shape or form, but he's channeled it more yeah. <laughs> uh, than perhaps he did in his younger years and channeling it into production. So, you know, he gets fired up, and what does he do? He puts up three points, and it looked like there were a couple of times, you know, late in the game, and, you know, there was one point I thought where Jack could have taken a shot, but maybe he was thinking about Marcia So's third goal, and, mm-hmm. you know, you get into that a little too much as well, probably. But, uh, yeah, it just it felt like, you know, Jonathan was going to get close to that third one here today, second hat-trick of the season, but not meant to be. All right, quick turnaround until the next one tomorrow, 3 o'clock on, in our neck of the woods against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Any final thoughts on this one before we go to tomorrow? Yeah, first time against the Penguins this year, and I really enjoy Pittsburgh, so it's a shame we're only there for less than 24 <laughs> hours. And, hey, you know, for the Golden Knights, you get to, uh, you know, see some really notable players, a former teammate, and, you know, the, the Penguins have made plenty of changes since the last time we faced them. Saw Kyle Dubas in Anaheim when the Knights were there a couple weeks ago, and, of course, has now moved from Toronto over to Pittsburgh. Um, they have not exactly clicked into gear with um, the the changes uh, in the front office, but 
um, it, they, of course, still have so many impressive weapons there and a great hockey town. So looking forward to visiting Pittsburgh tomorrow. All right, great stuff as always, Dan. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon and evening, and we'll chat tomorrow. Thanks, Ryan. Bye-bye. That's the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-3 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers in overtime. Vegas now 13-3-2, 28 points on the season. Next in action, as we mentioned, tomorrow, 3 o'clock, against the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The definitive collector's item from the Stanley Cup Championship is It Hurts to Win, the official book from the Vegas Golden Knights. Pick up your copy now at the official team stores or order online at VegasTeamStore.com. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 4-3 to in overtime to the Philadelphia Flyers. Vegas 13-3-2, 28 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow afternoon against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Chandler Stevenson got back into the lineup for Vegas and lasted 30 minutes. And uh, I, I have opinions, I have big opinions about the major penalty assessed to Chandler Stevenson for cross-checking. Um, we'll save those for a little bit down the road, but boy, oh boy, did I disagree with the call on the ice and the review process? We'll go to the highlights, take a look at the highlights in this game and go back to the first period. And the Flyers got the first power play of the game late in the period, and Owen Tippett opened the scoring with a power play goal. Atkins into the right. One-timer blocked by McNabb. Rebound, score! <laughs> Owen Tippett, seventh goal. Power play marker for Philadelphia. one nothing Flyers. 4.31 to go in the first period. Seventh goal of the year for Owen Tippett from Travis Sanheim and Cam Atkinson. 15-29 of the first period made it one to nothing. Philly, a power play goal. Flyers would take that one nothing lead into the second period, and Vegas opened the second by taking another penalty, and the Flyers extended their lead with a Tyson Forster power play goal. Again on the right, up top, Sanheim, a wrist shot wide, rebound shot off the post and in. Clanked off the left post and into the goal from Tyson Forster. Two power play goals and Flyers have a 2-0 lead a minute into the second. Tyson Forster's first of the year from Travis Sanheim and Owen Tippett. 59 seconds into the second period made it 2-0 Philly. And the Golden Knights answered back three minutes later when William Carlson ripped a wrister past Carter Hart. Marcia so with Paul Cotter. They get the puck in the neutral zone, and now Jonathan springs William Carlson. Left circle, shoots, he scores! How did he sneak that one through? The Knights are on the board. William Carlson makes it 2-1, to one, Flyers. William Carlson's ninth of the year from Jonathan Marcia. So 4-0-1 of the second period made it 2-1, Philly. At the midway point of the period, Chandler Stevenson was assessed a five-minute major for cross-checking and a game misconduct. Right wing shot, saved by Thompson. There's Travis Sanheim. Look out, hit behind the cage. There's a scuffle. Goal is off its pegs. Then everybody gets involved as the linesmen are in there. Garnet Hathaway is down on his knees, reaching for his face. Chandler Stevenson not happy about something that Hathaway did. So with that 
penalty called to Chandler Stevenson. The Golden Knights would kill off the five-minute major, and then Jonathan Marcheseau would tie the game with a beautiful backhand spinorama. Eichel buzzing with Marcheseau in the zone. Across to the right, Theodore back to Marcheseau. He scores! A whirl-around backhander, and the Knights tie it 2-2. Two, -two. two points for Marcheseau today. Eighth goal of the year for Marcheseau from Shea Theodore and Jack Eichel. 15 minutes of the second period tied the game at two, but the Flyers answered 25 seconds later with Sean Walker's third goal of the year. Flyers look for a response. Here's connecting through the left circle into the night zone down to the left corner. Watched by Theodore. Low to high pass and out of the D. Walker scores from the right point. And the Flyers do respond. But the Flyers are back in front, 3-2. 4.35 to go in the second period. Sean Walker from Nick Sealer and Sean Couturier, 15-25 of the second period, made it 3-2 Philadelphia. And then the Flyers would parade to the penalty box, allowing the Golden Knights to once again tie the game as Jonathan Marcheseau scored on the power play. Theodore for Stone. Bumps it along for Marcheseau. Shoots! He scores! Second of the period for Jonathan Marcheseau. Power play goal ties it. 3-3 with 54 seconds to go in the second period. Jonathan Marcheseau from Mark Stone and Shea Theodore, 1905 in the second period, tied the game at three. A power play goal for the Golden Knights in the third period. Both teams would have chances, but nobody would score. We'd head to overtime and early in OT, Jack Eichel ripped a shot off the post. Then the Flyers went down the ice and Sean Couturier won the game with his fourth goal of the year. Oh, now he gives it away. Out in front of chance. Score! Philadelphia wins in overtime. A giveaway. Logan Thompson signaled that there should have been a stoppage, that the puck was up along the netting. After replay, the puck never left the playing surface. Therefore, we have a good goal. So, Jack Eichel hits the iron at one end, gives the puck away in the other, and the Knights lose in overtime. And though the Golden Knights would protest as they believe the puck went out of play, upon review it did not happen. And that shot from Sean Couturier, which wasn't really a shot, it was an intended pass for Travis Konechny as he slashed it in front of Logan Thompson, winds up being the game winner. And the Golden Knights, who did battle back from 2-0 down again, just fall a little bit short there in overtime. As we just talked about, Jack Eichel had a great chance uh, to to win the game in overtime, he just rips a shot right off the post, and you know that's kind of been indicative of how it's gone for the Golden Knights of late, right? The the offensive chances have been there for the Golden Knights. It's just been uh, a lack of execution or an inability to finish and bear down on those chances when they've really had them. So, all that to say, I think for the Golden Knights, what you're looking for here is just a, a way to to find more offense. Let's hear from Bruce Cassidy. Takes away from that one. Well, I think, you know, it's puck management. That's what it is. I think when we played behind their D, when, when we didn't have anything else, for example, the early in the game and then the third period for the most part, you could see that that, you know, you can exploit some of their, or, you know, we could get pucks back and then generate offense that way and not have to defend the whole period off the rush. So it makes their transition game a lot harder when you have to go 200 feet. So uh, we fed it after... You know, we turned one over in the first period, took a penalty as a result. They scored, and from there for a while, that, that was the game. And I think that's their strength, and we, we have to play to ours. Um, and uh, we got away from that, and then we got to it. 
So it's kind of two different games. So the lessons are, you know, you got to respect what the other team can do and, and minimize that part of the game and, and still play to our strength. So uh, we did for part of the game, but not enough. The fact that you did get to it, does that make it, I guess, easier for you as a coach to turn the page and feel like you're starting fresh tomorrow? Well, we're starting fresh tomorrow no matter what. You know, win, lose, or draw. I mean, it's Pittsburgh, and they'll present their set of challenges. But I think you're always coaching your own team's game and, and we will talk about that tomorrow where how it translates to Pittsburgh what we did tonight well and what we need to do better so um, at the end of the day um, we mismanage a puck late again and it ends up in our net so it's almost got what we deserved right you mismanage enough pucks sooner or later it's going to cost you we had a couple late in the third too uh, and that's how it played out that was head coach Bruce Cassidy as he addressed the media after Today's 4-3 loss to the Philadelphia Flyers in overtime. Vegas does pull a point out of this one if you're keeping track at home. It's three out of a possible six points so far on this road trip. So for the Golden Knights, hanging out right around that 500-point percentage on the road trip. But you've got a game tomorrow in Pittsburgh, and then you finish it up the day before Thanksgiving, Wednesday, in Dallas against the Stars. So uh, a couple of opportunities left for the Golden Knights on this road trip to turn it into a really, really good road trip with a pair of wins. So we'll see how that kind of continues for the Golden Knights as we move along here. We'll take a break. We'll be back with more on the VGK postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 4-3 to the Philadelphia Flyers in overtime. Vegas trailed 2-0 early on in the second period of this game. William Carlson scores a goal, and then Chandler Stevenson gets assessed a five-minute major for cross-checking and a game misconduct. The game misconduct is automatic, according to the rule book. If you are assessed a five in a major for cross-checking, that comes with it a game misconduct. Okay, fine. Fine. That is not a major for cross-checking. Period. Full stop. It is not. It is not. Absolutely, it is not. When you watch the replay, and this is the, this is the reason I'm so frustrated by it, when you watch the replay of that play in particular... It's very clear Chandler Stevenson catches Garnet Hathaway with a cross-check in the bicep shoulder area. It is to the body. You want to know how many times in a hockey game you're going to see that cross-check specifically? Double digits at least. Every single game that you watch from here until the end of time, you will see that play over and over and over and over again. It's run-of-the-mill. It's a minor penalty at level best. And then for review to come into play. And you can see very clearly that the contact is with the bicep and the shoulder. You can see that stick right up. Yeah, a little bit. Does Garnet half the way whip his head back? Absolutely. Does he whip his head back and then fall and hit his head on the back of the net, thus causing the injury? Absolutely. And my biggest issue with this, full stop, if you're going to review it, get it right. Otherwise, 
why are we reviewing plays? I mean, it's a legitimate ask, right? If you're going to review that play and you're going to watch that play and you are going to see where the point of contact is, Chandler Stevenson with the cross check to the arm and then the whip back of the head when there was no contact with the head falling on the, on, on, on the back of the net and then that causing the injury, how are you going to look at that and continue to uphold a five-minute major penalty? It makes no sense to me. And I give the Golden Knights a lot of credit for killing off that five-minute major, especially since they were unable to kill off the first two power play opportunities for the Philadelphia Flyers. But the fact that you had to skate shorthanded is a joke, especially when there are safeguards put in place like review to review plays just like this. And it's even more ridiculous to me when you put it in the context of the viciousness of the cross-check that Jonathan Marcheseau took just a few plays after that one, along the boards, right to the small of the back, right to the kidneys that pushed him headfirst into the boards. I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. But if you're going to review plays, get them right. And this is one that, in my opinion, was very clearly gotten wrong. And that's a shame because the Golden Knights had to expend all that energy killing off that five-minute major, which they did. And then they did find a way to tie the game up after that. Full marks to the Philadelphia Flyers for regaining the momentum just 25 seconds later. But the fact of the matter is it should have been a two-minute two minute penalty at most. At most. The reason it was even looked at as a five-minute major is because of the sell job from Garnet Hathaway. And if you can see it as that, I don't understand how, in, how anybody would uphold a five in a major in a game misconduct. It was wrong. Plain and simple, it was wrong. We're back to wrap it up next on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 4-3 to three in overtime to the Philadelphia Flyers. Vegas now 13-3-2, 28 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow, 3 o'clock against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Today's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. And it's another situation on this road trip where the Golden Knights fall into a 2-0 hole. It happened in Washington, it happened in Montreal, and it happened here again today against the Philadelphia Flyers. And, you know, you can say, well, got to play better, right? Like, you can say they've got to be better to start games. But if you go back and you look at the start of the Washington game, you go back, you especially look at the start of the Montreal game, and even in the first 8 to 10 minutes of this game, I don't think the Golden Knights played poorly. They just didn't execute. I don't think they played badly. They just couldn't find a goal. And it's not about playing better. It's about finishing your chances. It's about bearing down. It's about finding a way to break through earlier on so you're not chasing the game. Because the hard part here is that the Golden Knights... Once they finally get that goal to drop, once they finally get themselves into the game offensively, they're able to really apply some pressure. 
but it's not happening until the second period at best for Vegas. And at that point, you're already chasing the game. You're expending a lot more energy than if you're in control and allowing the opposition to be, to be the team that's pushing, that's opening it up. And then that, in turn, feeds the offense for the Golden Knights as well. So if there's one thing you're looking at for tomorrow against the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, I, I think for me, I, I have to see the Golden Knights with an early lead. I have to see the Golden Knights in a position to not chase the game, to not have to empty the tank in the second period to get yourself back to a baseline level going into the third period. And I thought they were fine in the third period. Not as many dangerous chances as, as Bruce Cassidy talked about. Puck management has to be better specifically tomorrow against Pittsburgh. But the, the fact of the matter is this, like the Golden Knights have to find a way to break through early tomorrow and they have to find a way to not chase a game for almost 60 minutes. That's going to do it for me here on the post-game show. Extended post-game show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network post-game show. For the station staying on for more game highlights, interviews, and your phone calls coming up next at 702-876-1340. Good night, and thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 4-3 the final. The Philadelphia Flyers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights in overtime. So Vegas does pull a point out of this one. Three out of a possible six points already for the Golden Knights on this five-game road trip. Four more points up for grabs. Vegas could get to seven out of ten points with two wins, one in Pittsburgh, one in Dallas, but it's going to be a a challenge. It just is. It's kind of the fact of the matter here for the Golden Knights. It's going to be a challenge over the next two games in Pittsburgh tomorrow and then Dallas on Wednesday. 702-876-1340, that's the number, 702-876-1340. If you want to sound off about the cross-checking major to to Chandler Stevenson, I want to hear from you. If you disagree with me in that it shouldn't have been a major and that the right call was made, give me a call right now, let's talk about it. If you want to agree with me and just get all of that negative energy out, that frustration, that anger, give me a call right now, 702-876-1340. But keep in mind, I I have an ask. I have one question I want to ask you, the Golden Knight fans. What do you need to see from this team tomorrow? And I'm not talking about a win. I'm not talking about, yeah, I just want to see them go out there and, and, and... score a bunch of goals and, and win the game and win easily. I want to know like what specifically you need to see from the Golden Knights against Pittsburgh tomorrow. 702-876-1340, that's the number. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? That last part is the question that needs to be answered, and I will. Uh, I'm, I want you to know that I share your rant in that what you just said earlier. Um, first of all, kudos to Bobby and you for holding down the fort this morning last afternoon. <laughs> Thank you both. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, at any rate, I here's what I don't understand, I guess. 
And uh, this is the part I think that bothers me the most. Not that they called it a major after review. That's bad enough. Mm-hmm. But here's what I thought. I thought on April 23rd, 2019, that garbage, for lack of a better word, ended, began, and ended. Mm-hmm. I thought from that moment on, we were going to review majors that were called incorrectly and reverse them. Were we not? That, that was the plan. Yeah. And, and it, didn't work, it, it didn't work out today that way. Yeah. And is, it because, is it because of the way Marsh is so approached? Because he did slowly glide up to him. Is it have anything to do with that? I I don't know. I, I honestly I couldn't tell you. Because if you watch that objectively, right? If you are watching that play, it's not a cross check that crosses the line into being a major. It is a cross check to the body that you see countless times in any game that you watch. Any game. And you know, to me for a a, a, a cross check to to cross that threshold, you have to get the guy in the face. You have to cross-check somebody in the head or in the face or in the jaw, whatever it is. And that was not the case here. And and it's sold by Garnet Hathaway. So you got to give him credit there. But I think the fact that there was an injury on the play and then like not, not understanding where that injury came from by watching the play blows my mind too. But it was a missed call. It was, it was, it was a missed call. And I don't understand how you miss a call reviewing it no it's in any sport how in any sport could you possibly miss it by review it doesn't make sense is it possible that embellishment has left the game do we not penalize for embellishment anymore i mean if there was a if there was a moment you'd want to do it it'd be right there wouldn't it like if you were if you were the ref again if you're a referee looking at that you have an opportunity to say okay you know what it's a it's a minor penalty um but it's more embellishment than anything else and they didn't do it. Like, they doubled down. So maybe, maybe embellishment's gone. Maybe it's a, a thing of the past. Maybe embellishment doesn't exist anymore in the National Hockey League. I don't know. Well, until I see it again, I'm not sure it does. Yeah. But we'll have to, uh, I'll have to see it on a home team. Because it seems like every time it happens, it's the home team that gets the benefit of the doubt. And that is as wrong as the fact that it was reviewed and not, not called correctly. So the whole thing stinks. Now, you had said before game one, before the trip began in Washington, that this is a team that should not just be pleased with 500 on the road, even though most pundits will tell you that 500 on the road is good enough. Now we're faced with exactly 500 on the road. Will you be happy with it now with this road trip? I mean, I don't don't come off of where I was at the beginning of the road trip, right? the Washington game was an absolutely winnable game, and it's unfortunate the Golden Knights couldn't get a, a goal to drop for them. But, you know, that that's a game that was right there. Certainly they were f- full marks for their victory against Montreal. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm steadfast here. I think they should have won this game. I really do. Like, you're talking about a bounce here or there from being, you know, in a really good spot versus just 500. I, I think that they can absolutely win the next two games. I think they can beat Pittsburgh tomorrow, and I think that they can beat Dallas. That puts them at 7 out of 10 points, which is about where I wanted them to be on this road trip. So it's still there. Um, will you take 500? Yeah, but I think going into it with this five-game or the way that they were playing and how they were feeling and the confidence they had, I, I, I think that that's points left on the table. And, and I think the points left on the table were today 
and certainly on, on Tuesday night against the Washington Capitals. Well, we better see Chandler Stevenson in the lineup tomorrow. I'm going to just have to throw a okay. phone across the room. I, I, don't, I don't imagine that there's going to be any supplemental discipline for Chandler Stevenson. I, I can't imagine that that's the case. We'll see. Um, I've been wrong before, but uh, I, I would be shocked, Mike, if, if Chandler Stevenson is not available tomorrow. Well, maybe the full compliment on game 19. That would be nice. Let's take our chances with a full lineup. Yep, uh, I'm, I'm with you there, Mike. Thanks for the call. Um, that's another thing to keep in mind here is that we're talking about a Golden Knights team that has 28 points in 18 games, and they have not at any point in time this season had their full complement. They have not at any point in this season had their full lineup, the lineup that they would play every single game if fully healthy. It's not happened. So, you know, has it been kind of back and forth, up and down the last four or five games? Yeah, it has. I mean, you know, you're not going to have stretches. And I've, I've made this argument before when the Golden Knights were 6-0 and or, or 9-0-1. I said that there's not going to be another stretch of 10 games where they're that good, where they're getting those results. And you're kind of in the middle of one right now where it's been kind of up, kind of down, kind of up, kind of down win a couple, lose a couple, win one, lose one. Like, that's kind of how hockey goes here. And for the Golden Knights, they just got to get through it, and they got to find a way to, to string together maybe a couple of wins, certainly here to end the road trip. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in William. Hey, William, how you doing? I'm good. How about you, Ryan? I'm good. Yeah, so first thing, you know, initially on that call with Chandler Stevenson, um, you know, they call it five minutes, they come to the box, but they never even said it was a match penalty. Yeah, then they were like, oh, well, is it, you know, I, I, that rubbed me the wrong way. I was like, nah, I, I, I didn't get that. Um, so that, that bugged me a lot. Um, the other thing is just, you know, the last few games are just so many penalties that Vegas is doing. It. It's very uncharacteristic of them. Uh, it, it's just like they're frustrated that they're not boring or getting out ahead uh, in the first period, which is kind of like my last point. That's what I like to see in the next game. Uh, tomorrow against Pittsburgh is is get that confidence and really take advantage of those scoring chances that they've had game after game after game. And it's, that's the frustrating part for me as well is just, come on, guys, get it back in the net. You know, it, 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 it's frustrating to watch because you know they got it in them. Yeah, you know, your your point on the on the penalties, I, I don't think it's frustration. I I haven't agreed with – at least three calls in the last two games, like the the, the penalty on Will Carrier today, uh, was not yeah. was not a roughing penalty. Like that's again to me, that's a play that you see all the time in hockey. And you know if you're going to call it, then you have to call it on every essentially every shift that you play. So um, you know I, I think that there have been a couple of soft ones the last couple of games. Uh, you go back to to Thursday night, Mark Stone, he, he gets a a penalty for being stronger than Nick Suzuki on a, on a stick battle. Like, come on, you know what I mean? But oh, your no, point, the, you know, the one that was a trip that wasn't a trip. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, sure. But, I, but at the same time, like I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, blame anything on, like, I'm not going to blame everything on the, on the penalties and the referees or anything like that. But, but your point is taken in that I do think that there's a degree of frustration that's entering their game. However, they have scored nine goals in the last two games. I think, offensively things are going to start to gel especially with Chandler Stevenson back in the fold and, and thank you so much for the call William um, but I agree with you in that you don't want to and even though the Penguins like 
their power play hasn't really gotten off the uh, off the ground so far yet this season. Uh, you don't want to give them too many opportunities tomorrow. So the Golden Knights are going to want to try to play as disciplined a hockey game as they possibly can. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Carmel. Hey, Carmel, how you doing? I'm good. I'm a long-time listener and a first-time caller. Awesome. I'm excited about that. Thanks for calling in. Hey, I just wanted to say I was listening to the game because I'm traveling today. And the ESPN announcers, I guess, that I had first were the Philly announcers. And they totally agree with your opinion of the major Sloan call, that it was not the right call. And they went on to say, well, we'll take it, but it was the wrong call. Yeah, I mean it's 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 pretty it's pretty clear, right? Like that was a a, a routine type of scrum play. Um, I yeah. I think it was wrong, uh, but the Golden Knights, you know, to their credit, right? They they killed off the the major, and then they got themselves back into the game. But you, there's no there's no denying that that takes a toll over the course of sixty minutes. Yes, and even the hometown newscasters do it. All right, awesome. Thanks so much for calling in, Carmel. I appreciate it. Uh, please make sure you do that again to let us know what's going on as you're traveling uh, North America. Well done there. 702-876-1340, that's the number. If you'd like to join us on the other side of the break, it's the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 4-3. to three. Golden Knights drop this one to the Philadelphia Flyers in overtime. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. and 2 the Golden Knights record through 18 games. 13, 3, and 2, 28 points on the year. I wanted to find out what you need to see from the Golden Knights. And, you know, I I think that there's a couple of things that, that are important, right? Building into your game, growing into your game is important. I really think that, you know, for Vegas, it's about getting closer and closer and closer to a 60-minute game night in and night out. And, I'd make the argument that you haven't seen that very much. They started off the year amazingly well. You know, they they have been a really, really good hockey team all throughout the month of October. November, it's been basically 500 hockey. And I want to know, I guess, like, I'm not worried about them. Are there any are there any out there listening right now that are worried about this team? Like worried and concerned that you know in, instead of going like 9-0-1 in 10 game stretches, they're like 3-3-2. Because I'm not. And I'm not because this is the natural ebb and flow of a hockey season. This is the natural progression of a hockey season. You are going to have 10 game stretches where you play unbelievably well and you are a 500 hockey team. You're going to have 10 game stretches where you play pretty well and you're going to go on an 8-0-2 run. Then you're going to have 10 game stretches where you're not playing particularly well and you might be a 500 hockey team. 
it's not easy navigating an 82-game season. I mean, just, just think about it from your perspective. Whoever you are, whatever you do for work, whatever your job is, are you dialed in 150% every single time you go to your job? I'd make the argument that you're not because there are other things, extenuating circumstances, that are going to impact your performance on a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month basis. And I think we always lose sight, and this is something that I've talked about at length here. On the post-game shows, on the pre-game shows, every single time I have an opportunity, we're, we're talking about humans here. Like, hockey players aren't machines they're going to have off nights. They're going to have off days. They're going to have off periods, off moments inside of a game. And I think that the Golden Knights have earned the benefit of the doubt that they are, A, a really good hockey team capable of going on a run, and, B, they've got enough stuff in their organization to win championships. So I'm not worried, not by a long shot. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Mary. Hey, Mary, how you doing? All right, Mary, if you want to call back, please do. If not... We'll take you on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas, wrapping it up here. The Golden Knights fall 4-3 to three in overtime to the Philadelphia Flyers. Vegas 13-3-2, 28 points on the year. Next in action tomorrow, 3 o'clock against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, it's been six games where the Golden Knights have been about a 500 team. And, you know, they spent the first month of the season beating everybody and anybody, setting records. Um, I told you that that wouldn't last, and it hasn't. I told you there will be stretches this year where they play well and lose. There will be stretches where they play poorly and win because that's hockey. I don't think a six-game sample size of 2-3-1 and one is something to necessarily get concerned about here. But I think if you're a Golden Knight fan, you want to see them play better tomorrow against Pittsburgh, and you want to see them play with a lead. I think that's going to be the most important aspect for me. So that's what I'm looking forward to tomorrow. A quick preview of the pregame show, which will start at 2 o'clock in the afternoon tomorrow as the Golden Knights take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. That's going to do it for me here on the Extended Postgame Show. Thanks to Mateo Lopez-Gonzalez down here, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your postgame show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input until tomorrow. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.